This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the One Year Bible Reading for September 21st, and we are in Isaiah this morning in the Old Testament, starting in chapter 37. And we have this sort of break from prophecy right now and, and a recounting of a, uh, actual events that took place in Isaiah's life regarding King Hezekiah. And we've just heard from the representative of the king of Assyria, uh, King Sennacherib, who is... Um, really threatening the people of Jerusalem and also uh, blaspheming the Lord. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore their, his clothes and put on sackcloth and went into the temple of the Lord to pray. And he sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and the leading priests, all dressed in sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz. They told him, this is what King Hezekiah says, this is a day of trouble, insult, and disgrace. It is like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver it. And perhaps the Lord your God has heard the Assyrian representative defying the living God and will punish him for his words. Oh, pray for those of us who are left. After King Hezekiah's officials delivered the king's message to Isaiah, the prophet replied, Say to your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian king's messengers. Listen, I myself will make sure that the king will receive a report from Assyria telling him that he is needed at home. Then I will make him want to return to his land where I will have him killed with a sword. Meanwhile, the Assyrian representative left Jerusalem and went to consult his king, who had left Lachish and was attacking Libna. Soon afterward, King Sennacherib received word that King Tirhaka of Ethiopia was leading an army to fight against him. Before leaving to meet the attack, he sent this message back to Hezekiah in Jerusalem. This message is for King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let this God you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well what the kings of Assyria have done wherever they have gone. They have crushed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of other nations rescued them, such nations as Gozan, Haran, Rezef, and the people of Eden, who were in Tel Aser? The former kings of Assyria destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad? What happened to the kings of Sepharvaim, Hena, and Iva? After Hezekiah received the letter and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O Lord Almighty, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Listen to me, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to Sennacherib's words of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations, just as the message says. And they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burned them. But of course the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all. 
only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord our God, rescue us from his power. Then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone are Lord, O Lord our God. Then Isaiah, son of Amoz, sent this message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. This is my answer to your prayer concerning King Sennacherib of Assyria. This is the message that the Lord has spoken against him. The virgin daughter of Zion despises you and laughs at you. The daughter of Jerusalem scoffs and shakes her head as you flee. Whom do you think you have been insulting and ridiculing? Against whom did you raise your voice? At whom did you look at in such proud condescension? It was the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have mocked the Lord. You have said, with my many chariots, I have conquered the highest mountains, yes, the mountains, the remotest peaks of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars and its choicest cypress trees. I have reached its farthest corners and explored its deepest forests. I have dug wells in many a foreign land and refreshed myself with their water. I even stopped up the rivers of Egypt so that my armies could go across. But have you not heard? It was I, the Lord, who decided this long ago. Long ago I planned what I am now causing to happen, that you should crush fortified cities into heaps of rubble. That is why their people have so little power and are such easy prey for you. They are helpless, as helpless as the grass, as easily trampled as tender green shoots. They are like grass sprouting on a housetop, easily scorched by the sun. But I know you well, your comings and goings and all you do. I know the way you have raged against me. And because of your arrogance against me, which I have heard for myself, I will put my hook in your nose and my bridle in your mouth. I will make you return by the road on which you came. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, here is the proof that the Lord will protect this city from Assyria's king. This year you will eat only what grows up by itself, and next year you will eat what springs up from that. But in the third year you will plant crops and harvest them. You will tend vineyards and eat their fruit. And you who are left in Judah, who have escaped the ravages of the siege, will take root again in your own soil, and you will flourish and multiply. For a remnant of my people will spread out from Jerusalem, a group of survivors from Mount Zion. The passion of the Lord Almighty will make this happen. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. His armies will not enter Jerusalem to shoot their arrows. They will not march outside its gates with their shields and build banks of earth. King will return to his own country by the road on which he came. He will not enter this city, says the Lord, for my own honor and for the sake of my servant David, I will defend it. That night, the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian troops. When the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they found corpses everywhere. Then King Sennacherib of Assyria broke camp and returned to his own land. He went home to his capital of Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshiping in the temple of his god Nisroch, his sons Adremelech and Sharizer killed him with their swords. Then they escaped to the land of Ararat, and another son, uh, Esarhaddon, became the next king of Assyria. About that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill, and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amaz, went to visit him. He gave the king this message. 
This is what the Lord says, set your affairs in order for you are going to die. You will not recover from this illness. When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, O Lord, how I have always tried to be faithful to you and do what is pleasing in your sight. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. Then this message came to Isaiah from the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah and tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life and I will rescue you and this city from the city from the king of Assyria. Yes, I will defend this city. And this is the sign that the Lord will give you to prove he will do as, you, as he promised. I will cause the sun's shadow to move 10 steps backward on the sundial of Ahaz. So the shadow on the sundial moved backward 10 steps. When King Hezekiah was well again, he wrote this poem about his experience. I said, in the prime of my life, must I now enter the place of the dead? Am I to be robbed of my normal years? I said, never again will I see the Lord God while still in the land of the living. Never again will I see my friends or laugh with those who live in this world. My life has been blown away like a shepherd's tent in a storm. It has been cut short as when a weaver cuts cloth from a womb, from a loom. Suddenly my life was over. I waited patiently all night, but I was torn apart as though by lions. Suddenly my life was over. Delirious, I chattered like a swallow or a crane, and then I moaned like a morning dove. My eyes grew tired of looking to heaven for help. I am in trouble, Lord, help me. But what could I say? For he himself had sent this sickness. Now I will walk humbly throughout my years because of this anguish I have felt. Lord, your discipline is good, for it leads to life and health. You have restored my health and have allowed me to live. Yes, it was good for me to suffer this anguish, for you have rescued me from death and have forgiven all my sins. For the dead cannot praise you, they cannot raise their voices in praise. Those who go down to destruction can no longer hope in your faithfulness. Only the living can praise you as I do today. Each generation can make known your faithfulness to the next. Think of it, the Lord has healed me. I will sing his praises with instruments every day of my life in the temple of the Lord. Isaiah had said to Hezekiah's servants, make an ointment from figs and spread it over the boil and Hezekiah will recover. And Hezekiah had asked, what sign will prove that I will go to the temple of the Lord three days from now? And that's where we'll leave our story. Galatians chapter six, verse one. Dear brothers and sisters, if another Christian who is overcome by some sin, who you, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's troubles and problems and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone in need, you are only fooling yourself. You are really a nobody. Be sure to do what you should, for then you will enjoy the personal satisfaction of having done your work well, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should help their teachers by paying them. Don't be misled. 
Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. You will always reap what you sow. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful desires will harvest the consequences of decay and death, but those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up, for we will all reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially our Christian brothers and sisters. Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised are doing it for just one reason. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't really keep the whole law. They only want you to be circumcised so they can brag about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me, God forbid that I should boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world died long ago, and the world's interest in me is also long dead. It doesn't make any difference now whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we really have been changed into new and different people. May God's mercy and peace be upon all who live according to this principle. They are the new people of God. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things, for I bear on my body the scars that show that I belong to Christ. My dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. <laughs> and that is the end of the book of Galatians. Psalm 65, a Psalm of David. What mighty praise, O God, belongs to you in Zion. We will fulfill our vows to you, for you answer our prayers, and to you all people will come. Though our hearts are filled with sin, you forgive them all. What joy for those you choose to bring near, those who live in your holy courts. What joy awaits us inside your holy temple. You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. O God, our Savior, you are the hope of everyone on earth, even those who sail on distant seas. You formed the mountains by your power and armed yourself with mighty strength. You quieted the raging oceans with their pounding waves and silenced the shouting of the nations. Those who live at the ends of the earth stand in awe of your wonders. From where the sun rises to where it sets, you inspire shouts of joy. You take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. The rivers of God will not run dry. They provide a bountiful harvest of grain, for you have ordered it so. You drench the plowed ground with rain, melting the clods and leveling the ridges. You soften the earth with showers and bless it, bless its abundant crops. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. The wilderness becomes a lush pasture and the hillsides blossom with joy. The meadows are clothed with flocks of sheep and the valleys are carpeted with grain. They all shout and sing for joy. Proverbs 23, 24. The father of godly children has cause for joy. What a pleasure it is to have wise children. And to end today, I have um, something that my small group and I have been reading this week and I shared it in church yesterday so you might have heard it there but it is uh, the Wesley Covenant Prayer written by John Wesley in 1755 to rededicate his people to the Lord. 
and it says, I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt, rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me employed for, be employed for thee, or laid aside for thee, exalted for thee, or brought low for thee. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O gracious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine and I am thine, so be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. And amen over your day. I pray that it is a blessed day indeed. Love you all.